everybody and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I am your host Cole Martins and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there you can message me questions or topics like to hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. And you can catch my podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer. There's a lot more I just added this on to as well. Player FM, iHeartRadio, Audacity, uh, Boomplay. You can find my podcast on all of those. Also, I'd like to thank my brother for the amazing artwork on the page. And to see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at Mr. Fancy Land. That is at M R F A N C Y L A N. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what happened on AEW on October 12, 2022. Uh, big night. We had a pair of championships on the line. The uh, Ring of Honor Championship was on the line as we had Chris Jericho taking on Brian Danielson. We had the All Atlantic Championship on the line, Orange Cassidy and Pack. John Moxley would deliver a very uh, good promo with his ch- number one contender challenger, Adam Page. And also we'd have a match between two former friends as Jungle Boy Jack Perry took on Luchasaurus. But we'll start off with the main match of the night, and that was the main event on the night. The All-Atlantic Championship as Orange Cassidy takes on Pac. Now, for those who don't know, these two have had a very, very long history against each other. For about two years, these guys have been going head-to-head. They've put on some several great matches, and it seems like these guys were always near, back and forth with each other in these matches. So uh, one more time, these guys would go at it, this time for a championship. As early on in this one, Pac was the dominant wrestler as he was able to take advantage of everything, uh, being able to t- beat up on Cassidy. But Cassidy would narrow his way through things and get out of him pretty quickly. Uh, so he ended up hitting a tombstone on the stage at one point. Uh, Pac would uh, come back with the Brutalizer. Uh, Cassidy would end up escaping that and fighting back as the crowd, of course, loving Cassidy as much as all of us do, would get back into it. Uh, then Pac would try to get a Bruiserizer once again, but Cassidy was able to break out of that. Uh, then we got to the point where Pac was getting frustrated, would end up trying to go grab a ring bell hammer outside of the ring, only to stop by Detroit's very own Danhausen, who would end up putting a curse on to Pac. Which ref, uh, the referee would end up noticing him having a hammer and to start talking to him, yelling at him. Uh, this was a distraction would allow Cassidy to recover and deliver an orange punch. He would end up grabbing the hammer himself again. Uh, uh, he would, or Cassidy I should say, wanted to go grab the hammer. I was thinking about hitting him for everything he has done to him through the past and tonight. But he decided to not do it. Drop the hammer and end up hitting another orange punch again. Crowd pops. He goes for the pin. He gets the one. He gets the two. And gloriously, he gets the three. So we have a new All-Atlantic champion, and his name is Orange Cassidy, and the crowd went absolutely nuts when he won this. Confetti threw everywhere, best friends came out and gave him the people what they wanted, the hug at the end. Uh, what a great match this was, fantastic match. Uh, Cassidy and Pac, again, having such a good history, great storytelling throughout this match and through the past. Uh, finally, all comes together to put these guys in another match here in the main event to show how, how good they are, and it worked off out perfectly. Uh, Cassidy, who came into this match 0-8, this is according to Bleacher Report, uh, going into this match. Uh, so after losing title match after title match after title match, he finally gets a win in this one. Gets his chance to have his spotlight on him on TV now. He now holds gold, so congratulations, Orange Cassidy. Again, awesome thing to see after watching him. 
come from this quiet guy that no one really knew what the hell he was, just not doing anything in the ring, just a guy who puts his hands in his pocket, does now show off his wrestling ring, uh, uh, wrestling ability to these past three years, has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, so again, congratulations to Cassidy. Let's give credit to Pac as well. He also delivered and helped deliver in this match, increase his star power as well. Again, he Pac was the first ever two, uh, first person to ever hold two titles in AEW, holding that All Atlantic Championship and also the Trios Championship. So at least Pac still has some gold on his shoulder. But now we have our second ever All Atlantic Champion, and that is Orange. Cassidy. So again, congratulations Orange Cassidy. Let's see how this title reign will go for him. Hopefully he holds it for a little bit longer than Pac did as well. Next we'll head to our next, our other title fight on the night I should say. And that was for the Ring of Honor World Championship as the champion Chris Jericho who came out in this match as Lionheart took on Brian Danielson as this is the third time these two have met, uh, met in an AEW ring. Daniels, Brian and Chris Jericho have battled one-on-one uh, Quite a few times here. Again, three times, I should say. Uh, this time for the world title at stake. I believe these two are one and one against each other, I want to say. Uh, so this is the grudge match, I guess you could say. Uh, these two went back and forth in this match quite a bit. Uh, pretty hard-hitting match between these two as well. Uh, but the main part of this match is what happened. was Ring of Honor Pure Champion Daniel Garcia, who looked like he was now against Chris Jericho and was teaming up with uh, Brian Danielson, came to the ring to t stop Chris Jericho from hitting... Daniel Bryan's in the face, and then out of nowhere, he uses pure championship to hit the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, in the head with the title belt to set up a weak Jericho to crawl across the ring, ring about 30 seconds later and get the pin. Uh, while this match was good for both these guys, they were doing amazing good stuff in the ring. I thought it was a good match overall. Uh, the ending just killed it for me. I, I, I Again, we had another double swerve here. We've seen Luchasaurus do this recently where he, he was a face and he turned heel with Chris, Christian. Uh, then he turned face again for a little bit for Jungle Boy. Then what turned on him once again, which is the match of the night, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, but again, we've seen it again here. Uh, we seem like we're building up Garcia to be this face that was going to take on Jericho for that Ring of Honor Championship and possibly take it away from him. Uh, but that was not the case here anymore as we now have... Garcia's heel turned back to a, I guess you want to call this another heel, back to a heel once again. And now uh, creating a bond with the Jericho Appreciation Society once again. Uh, so now the future of him being a babyface I think is pretty much dead. Even though some people seem like they do believe he's going to go on Jericho once again here. But again, that's just a waste of time. I think at this point you're just going back and forth with his characters. It's like we have a bunch of mini big shows coming through here and uh, <laughs> changing Characters left and right. Again, not the best writing here by AEW on this one. I think it kind of kills the story a little bit. Now we don't know what this is going to lead to. We did have uh, Claudio and Yuta come out at the end of this match as well as Jericho Society was in the ring celebrating. Uh, but again, which we haven't seen Claudio in a while either. Now I think about it since I think he lost to Jericho. So weird we haven't seen him on TV in a little bit. So maybe that'll lead to a tag team match here in the future with Yuta and Claudio versus uh, Garcia and Jericho now. But... Uh, again, uh, not the greatest match. A great match, but the ending kind of killed it for me at this point because we just lost a, I think, major storyline here in AEW. But again, Chris Jericho retains the Ring of Honor World Championship. Speaking of World Champions, we'll talk about John Moxley having a promo on the night. Uh, the AEW World Champion uh, hit the ring and pretty much kind of talked about his trials and what he's done as a title holder and vows that next week he will retain his title against Hangman Adam Page. Uh, then the number one contender would have come out, Adam Page, 
and confront Moxley saying how oh, he called him a boy of the week prior and said, I'm not a boy, I'm a man. I've done a, I've done all this stuff in AEW. I'm a man and ended up smacking himself ahead enough to where he left a pretty wicked red mark on his face that was pretty interesting. Uh, building up this rivalry, uh, it was very great job in this one. He pretty much vowed that he was going to take the title from Moxley next week no matter what. Uh, great job by both these guys. They delivered on these promos. They made you more interested in this title match next week. Uh, it's going to be a fun title match no matter what. Uh, both these guys showed how passionate they are in the business, how much they want to win this championship, how much they want to hold on to this championship, and that's how it needs to be, I feel like, in this company. you got to show what and show from the heart, your actual heart from what you believe, why you want to have that championship, and the crowd will take it. The crowd will love it. They'll absorb it. They'll believe you, and that's exactly what you need to do. And that was a great job by both these guys. And it was great to see MJF just sitting in the luxury box, looking down, laughing at all these guys, laughing at these guys about what they are saying, because he's got the bargaining chip in his hand with the AEW chip that gives him a title shot anytime he wants. So again, it's just a matter of time before we see MJF cash that chip in and take the world title. The question is when and where it will happen. But great stuff all around in this one as it's going to build a huge build up for next week's main event for the AEW Championship between John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. Again, I should mention this before I forget about this later on in the show. But that uh, AEW Dynamite show next week will be on Tuesday, which means it's going to interfere with NXT. So we'll be able to see how the numbers go for that one. Also, Tuesday is the <laughs> opening night for the NBA and, of course, the MLB playoffs happening as well. So. A lot of things are going to be happening next week that could interfere with the ratings all around for wrestling. But it'll be interesting to see who will win the rating war now between AEW and NXT. Once again, more than likely it will be AEW. But uh, NXT is trying to pull some tricks out of their sleeve for that as well. But again, we'll go over that a little bit later. But uh, next week on Tuesday, John Moxley, Hangman Adam Page, AEW World Championship. Now we'll go to the match that began the night, which was Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. Uh, but before we get to that, we had uh, Chris Cage come and talk to his hometown audience in Toronto. As uh, talking to him was the newest AEW signee, Renee Parquet, who is, of course, the wife of John Moxley. She has now joined AEW as a backstage uh, speak uh, uh, interviewer. So great to see her back on wrestling TV here again. Uh, for those who don't know who that Renee also is, Renee Young back in WWE, if you need to put this pieces together on that one as well. Uh, but again, great to see her back on Wrestling TV. Uh, Christian pretty much came out and talked about how Luchasaurus is going to beat Jungle Boy tonight. And and the opening kind of was a... And they talked about pretty much how the Maple Leafs sucked pretty much as they lost in the first round of the playoffs last week. Uh, then we got the match underway. Uh, Luchasaurus dominated the early part of this, trying to overpowering his uh, littler teammate, uh, old teammate, I should say, uh, then we come back from commercial break. Uh, we had Perry pretty much trying to escape left and right from going through the table that was set up ring at ringside. Uh, as they two would go back and forth, hitting each other out there. And then out of nowhere, we'd see Perry deliver a sunset flip and throw Luchasaurus through the table from the apron. Uh, very awesome uh, spot right there. Uh, then we have Christian complaining, pretty much saying that that was that uh, should be a disqualification because the table is considered a weapon. I think they're. I think. Might be, I don't know if that's maybe poking at WWE in that one or not. I, I think there's a few times where WWE fans were poking at that as well. Uh, so maybe, again, I don't know if that is or not. But either way, uh, awesome spot. Uh, then we had quite a few near falls going back and forth between these guys. They're hitting, they're hitting big move after big move. Uh, Jungle Boy would deliver Christian's cage a kill switch to Luchasaurus. And uh, he would end up applying the, snap, the snare trap. Uh, but Luchasaurus would escape. Then moments later, Christian would end up uh, distracting Jungle Boy at one point, where we would see Luchasaurus grab him from the top rope. 
uh, throw him from the top into the mat, and then he would hit the burning hammer to pick up the victory in this one. Overall, great match for Big of the Night. These two uh, showing their hatred for each other. Uh, again, setting up more between these two of Christian getting involved once again. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see a Perry versus Christian match here again sooner rather than later. Uh, probably, I think we do have the pay-per-view coming up here in November, so I wouldn't be surprised if that is a match during the November pay-per-view. Uh, but again, uh, Luchasaurus picking up a big win, and this is probably one of the best matches Luchasaurus had since coming back, uh, coming becoming a heel in AEW. Maybe his best match overall in AEW. Uh, but again, these two play on a great match, very familiar with each other from being former teammates. Uh, but again, great job by both these guys uh, to begin the mat night in probably the might be the second best match overall on the night. Next, we had Warlow and Samoa Joe take on Nick Comoroto and QT Marshall. Uh, QT Marshall pretty much talking trash about his opponents before the match, which end up turning out real bad as a tag team war Joe. Uh, shot up the loud mouth and took, uh, started teeing off on Komoroto, uh, pretty much making this a pretty easy victory as they beat the hell out of both these guys, picking up the win. After the match, they were looking to punish Marshall until Prince Nene, Nene and the Gates of Agony came out with Brian Cage to interrupt. FTR doing anyone interrupt the promo to, uh, great ovation because FTR is just over completely. The fact that they aren't used as much as they are on AEW is absolutely shocking, uh, these guys they could be going for the AEW uh, Tag Team Championship sooner rather than later. I hope very, very soon at this point. Because them holding uh, three title belts right now, they should be going after the fourth one. And shouldn't have nobody in front of them to stop them from doing that. Uh, then we would have uh, the announcement that Sean Spears was coming back out. Uh, which was very interesting because he came out with his 10 gimmick instead of the chairman gimmick. So, uh, very surprised with that one. An old AEW, uh, excuse me, a, uh, old NXT uh, thing that they brought back out of AEW, so I'm kind of surprised they went back to that gimmick, maybe just to get a pop from the crowd, possibly. And especially for a guy who hasn't been on TV and seems like forever. Uh, he did get a good announcement on that, but again, kind of weird they're going back to the NXT gimmick that he had. Uh, but again, overall, uh, this match, okay, it was just a squash match for Samoa Joe and uh, Wardlow, uh, but it was announced that I believe that it was going to be FTR and Sean Spears taking on the Gates Agony and Brian Cage on Rampage, I believe that's what the match was they set up. Uh, so keep an eye on that one coming up on Friday. Uh, but again, okay match. But again, Samoa Joe, Wardlow, uh, Ward Joe, you want to call it. Uh, picked the win in this one. Next we had Susan Me Daddy Daddy Ass, Billy Gunn, taking on Swerve Strickland. Uh, this match was, eh, okay, points. I guess we, these two tried to go a little bit faster paced, but you could tell Billy Gunn, being the older man that he is, I believe they said in the that thing I read he was yes, 58 years old. So a man who is a little bit older and may have to be a struggle keeping up the young guy. Uh, that was what it seemed like at times. Uh, pretty much this match ended up with Strickland uh, catching the Hall of Famer to roll up and using the rope at the two count to uh, get leverage and get the pinfall victory. Uh, was it, it was alright match, nothing crazy in this one, but again, Billy Gunn. Uh, tried doing the best he could do in this one. Tried to do what he could to stay within this match. But again, he again Billy got in amazing shape for his age. I hope I look like that when I'm 58 years old. But just that uh, ability to keep up with someone about 20, what, 26 years younger than him uh, is pretty difficult. Uh, and, I mean, he did the best he could do, don't get me wrong. But again, him trying to keep up with a quick Strickland was very difficult. 
hopefully they kind of learn from this one and kind of keep him in a shorter match instead of a match that's a little bit longer. Uh, but again, just trying to building up the rivalry between the Acclaim and Swick Strickland and uh, God, I forgot Keith Lee. Uh, as it seems like they might possibly be leading to a rematch between those four sooner than later. Uh, then in post-match, we had a little bit of a fun as Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese came out saying they purchased the rights to the Scissor Me trademark. So I don't know what that will lead to here in the future, but we'll have to see what happens. But again, uh, Strickland picking up the win over Billy Gunn. Next, we had a tag team match in the women's division as Tony Storm and Rikira Shida Took on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Uh, this one, uh, pretty much back and forth between all the women all being able to show off what they were able to do. Uh, has some great uh, action between these ones, uh, with these teen, these women. But it come from a hot take from Ashita that would uh, spark the comeback uh, actions. Things broke down all around the ring, including uh, Storm, uh, including one uh, Storm's hitting the Storm, <laughs> Storm Zero. Excuse me. That uh, that Hayter would break up that Britt Baker got on. That was like okay. I'm confusing myself now. Storm hit Storm Zero on Britt Baker, and Hater broke it up. All right, there we go. Back our pace now. Sorry about that, everyone. But uh, with Hater and Storm belling it out on the floor, Sheeta and Baker were teeing off on one another, claiming another series of roll-ups and reversals that saw the babyface finally get the win over Britt Baker and picking up the victory. Overall, a great match. And again, surprise, Britt Baker has been taking a lot of these pins recently, kind of killing her character a little bit, in my opinion. Because she used uh, the first two years, it seemed like she was just getting win after win and win and barely losing. Now all of a sudden she's taking pins left and right, it seems like. So very weird that she's uh, becoming the person taking the pins more often than not. Uh, but again, Sheeta picking up the victory. And uh, with her picking up the win, is this setting up another championship challenger for Storm? As we've seen Winningale uh, uh, pick up a win with yeah, Storm. We've seen other women be able to pick up uh, wins teaming up with Storm. And it seems like they don't have a consistent team up with, with Storm and is they're not building up really anything for the women's championship right now it seems like it's just a lot of tag team matches it seems like so again I could would like to see more of a storyline of something building up for Storm right now it seems like it's been very quiet and nothing is being built up and that again another issue with the women's division here it seems like at points they're just throwing matches together that, that make doesn't build up on the storyline uh it's just faces versus heels and we're not getting anything to build up a title rivalry for Tony Storm. So again, hopefully we get to that point here sooner rather than later because there's there's someone, again, there's women that need to kind of build up their characters here in the women division. I don't think they're doing a good job of that in this. Uh, yes, they're doing, they're putting on good matches. Uh, from time to time, this was a good match. And again, it, there's points where their matches just seem a little let, of a letdown. Uh, but again, I think we need to consistently build up a rivalry here for Tony Storm and other women in this division as well. So hopefully we get to that point uh, very, very soon here. Uh, but again, Storm and uh, Sheena pick up the win in this tag team women's match. And the final match on the night for AEW I have to talk about. But overall, a pretty good night for AEW. Uh, again, the main event being easily the match of the night. Uh, great job by Orange Cassidy and Pack. Again, Orange Cassidy become the new All-Atlantic champion. His first title reign here in AEW. Also, just Jericho retaining the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, John Moxie and Adam Page putting on a hell of a promo setting up their match for next Tuesday at AEW Dynamite uh, because of the playoffs. MLB playoffs that got moved to Tuesday night again. Uh, Luchasaurus beats his former tag team partner, uh, Jack Perry, and then uh, a few other matches going on throughout the night. But overall, a uh, very good match, a uh, very good night overall for AEW Dynamite. Uh, building up on quite a few things for next week. 
as we'll see what it will lead to next week as well. And of course, like I mentioned again, uh, get, being on Tuesday night, as the main event for that one will be for the AEW World Championship, as Chris Jericho will take on Adam Hangman Page. And like I mentioned before, a lot of things are going to be happening that night. We'll see what the writers will be like. Of course, AEW will be going against NXT again for the first time since they were on Wednesday nights. I believe it's, it's been that long. Uh, then we have... Uh, also, the NBA beginning their season again and the MLB playoffs going on. Of course, you have NHL as well, too, and everything else in between. So, a lot of things happening on that night. So, again, it'll be very hard to see what the ratings would be for these, uh, for not just AEW, but for NXT as well, as they are trying to build up on their show as well. As I believe, as of right now, there's the possibility of, I think, five to six main roster people being on NXT. So, Again, either one, if you want to try, or if you want to try to watch both, good for you. Hopefully, you do watch both wrestling companies because we can both all love AEW and WWE at the same time. If you're a wrestling fan, just gotta love wrestling, right? That's the way I look at it. That's the way we all should look at it. As long as you're entertained, that's good for you. Then that's all that really matters. But again, that is all the AEW Dynamite I have to talk about here today. Thank you guys for tuning with me. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Cold Talk. And on Facebook as well. Again, that is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. Either you can message me questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button together when the newest episodes are released. Again, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer. Uh, also, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Audacity, uh, Boomplay. Uh, some others as well, but again, anywhere you can pretty much find a streaming service, you can find my podcast on. Uh, also, we'll talk about some of the episodes we have coming up here throughout this week. Uh, coming up here on Saturday, we'll be talking about what happened on Friday Night SmackDown. Then we'll go all the way over to Tuesday, which we'll be talking about what happened on WWE Monday Night Raw. And also, I'll be talking about my doing my sports podcast. We'll be talking about the MLB playoffs, the NBA season beginning on Tuesday, uh, the NHL. NFL, college football, the NASCAR playoffs are going into the round of eight, which will begin their first race on Sunday. So a lot of sports to talk about here on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have a lot of uh, shows coming out that day because we'll be talking about WWE, NXT. We'll talk about AW Dynamite. And we'll be, I'll have an episode talking about the NFL as well as we'll be talking about week seven on that one. Uh, talking about the games from week six and going into what's going to be happening in week seven. And then on uh, Thursday, I guess we'll have the day off then. So then we'll go back to full circle. And then on Friday, I'll probably be doing a preview for the AEW, uh, AEW NXT pay-per-view uh, Halloween Havoc, which will be happening on Saturday, October 22nd. Uh, but again, keep an eye on all those shows. So subscribe and follow to make sure you get alerts when those episodes come out. Again, thank you guys for listening today. Uh, I am your host, Cole Martins, and you guys all have a great day.